0: live hey concrete
1: hey danny girl what's good with you
0: honey we having a noona honey
1: yes (laughs) what's up with this midday show okay okay okay
0: honey uh we we weren't here sunday yes oh sunday Mm -hmm. um Mia concrete got a chance to hook up and hang out on Sunday. Oh, so we did. That was a good time. Um, yes, real indeed. cute, real cute, real good time. And we did. I, was, I was tired, child. I don't know how people drive so far. Um uh, <sighs> well, drive? five, five or
2: six, five, five um, like five and a half.
1: Yeah. And then turning right back around. So yeah, that is, it is tiring when you got to turn right back around and do it. If it's, you know, if you got multiple days in between, it ain't as bad.
0: Girl, I was like, bro, to drive, make the drive, have to get back, go to work the next day. um, Mm -hmm. And when you pack, I don't know how everybody else packs, but I never leave things in order, which is, ridiculousness but when you're
1: packing to leave you don't leave things yeah i I just don't
0: and Mm -hmm. so um it was like what am i gonna wear get this get this um it was so much going on so much so you know
1: figure out what that noise
0: Uh was I'm thinking that was my uh son child I don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. with him, Mm -hmm. honey that's
1: funny because I will like for me when I pack like I start packing generally like a week or week and a half in advance so but I used to be like that like when it was like me and my girls but you you also do um you travel quite frequently you know you pretty pretty often like at least Every six weeks or something, every six weeks to two months, right? You you traveling,
0: honey? Uh, Mister Curling got my ass. I I sound like a little trucker on the
1: road again. <laughs> <laughs> Both of y'all up that
0: honey. We're gonna have to get back in the air. Um, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to be careful because of COVID yeah. Yeah. or whatever, but um, it just seems like COVID is kind of going out the window. Like, some was, places, it's
1: like back to normal. Like in Georgia, I mean everybody wearing masks and stuff, but baby, people living their lives.
0: Honey, I saw I, I went um we went out to eat one of those mm-hmm. days. and Nobody had on masks, honey. It was oh, like, wow. <laughs> I was like by wow. Like, oh, okay, I guess. That <laughs> was funny to me. Now I
1: do see people, I typically see people wearing masks. But, um, yeah, people out and about like like it ain't nothing,
0: yes, mhm-, like it is nothing, like let's just have a good time, let's just do what we do, we don't care about a mask, um, and then you hear the numbers are going up, then you hear mm-hmm. um the president uh. Live your life, get out there, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> that
1: fools just misadvising folks. i talking Honey. about Fauci. Fauci is an idiot. I'm like, Lord have mercy.
0: Honey, this man. they don't care. I'm like, <laughs> what in the hell? I ain't taking nobody's vaccine. Don't give it to me. Mm-mm. I ain't either.
1: Mm-hmm. if they say the only way you can come back to the office is if you vaccinated that's cool with me I, i'm going to be working from home because i don't intend on getting vaccinated
0: but you know what um mm-hmm. in certain entities uh with the government they make you like if at the hospital i think it's mandatory that you get a flu shot now don't quote me on yes. this i'm not i may not be right
1: no, but i know. actually
0: it is? If okay. you work in
1: any healthcare um, facility, you have to have the flu shot. That is crazy. So they'll be the first ones because they ain't going to have an option. Like, if you work in healthcare, you won't have an option. I, I have never seen a place where it's optional regarding um, you getting, like, vaccinated. You have to have vac- vaccines.
0: I took the flu shot maybe about five years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was the sickest I had ever been. Wow, um i have not taken it since then but i rarely get like really really sick during the Mm -hmm. winter time but now in the winter time i do um i do a lot of green drinks like a Mm -hmm. lot of green stuff honey um wheatgrass uh Mm -hmm. girl spinach all kinds Mm -hmm. of green stuff And so I don't typically get, like, the flu or anything like that. But I just thought that that was interesting. The Mm -hmm. year that I took it, it was horrible. Like, I was, oh, I felt horrible. Yeah, I've heard
1: other people say that, too. Now, my thing is, with this vaccine that they are in the process of creating, their um, vaccines, typically, they have a, like, two to four year window where they're watching people for side effects Like it's a much longer window than the, the trials that they have for these vaccines. And I was listening to CNN the other night and they were saying that chip, like for the vaccine for 20, for 2021, they'll probably only have it available for like elderly people that are uh, immuno and people that are immunocompromised. And it's not going to be available in the numbers for everybody. Like the flu shot. I remember the flu shot the first couple of years. It was like hard to get it. Like it was like they would take an elderly and stuff first.
0: But you know what is disturbing? Mm -hmm. Um, Because there have been so many lawsuits against a lot of their medicines. So many lawsuits. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact that it probably won't go through like the the period that it should take for them to properly evaluate to see if it works side effects is going to have yeah and then you know they they well you know it's developments in medicine you know we've stopped this thing we've stopped that thing Mm -hmm. but when you have honey honey so i'm i'm really really curious um to see how it all play out but i Mm -hmm. wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those things that become mandatory And I do think that um, vaccinations will probably become more mandatory um, for adults, you know, because there's definitely a vaccine period for children if your children um, ends up going. I think it's public and private schools.
1: What? Oh, OK. So this is what it is, because I know people who um, don't subscribe to vac- vaccination. So certain states recently. um like two states I know of that recently adopted policies where if your child, if there are children there who don't have vaccines, they have to post it on the door that there are two out of 35 kids in this classroom that are not vaccinated. So as a result, it's kind of discouraging Mm -hmm. private establishments from allowing kids or permitting kids who don't have vaccines to attend.
0: Wow. Child, it's
1: an agenda. It is like absolutely insane.
0: Wow. So, yeah. Shout out Thanks. to B Privilege for the super chat. She says Me Too makes the creeps uneasy. They mm-hmm. use that to deflect. They can't accept accountability for their bad behavior. Um, Robby, Robbie, you know we're going to get off into it, hon. We're going to mm-hmm. get off into it. We're going to mm-hmm. get off into it. Um... This probably won't be the longest show, but uh yeah. yeah. We'll
1: we'll shorten up our our little introductory statements. But yeah, we we are going to talk about it and we won't um hold you guys too long. Like we'll talk about it amongst ourselves for a shorter period because we want y'all to come up and chime in because I think this is going to be pretty interesting.
0: Right. Um shout out to Jack, I want to say his name is. Mm -hmm. um he says what specific greens did you use for your uh drinks i would use um spinach um wheatgrass um Mm -hmm. green apples um cucumbers um (laughs) spinach is
1: good because you get like um my fiance he uses spinach spinach to pull the chlorophyll from, or in matcha yeah. and um, asparagus. I didn't know like asparagus has a ton of benefits too, and people yeah. don't typically think to um, use asparagus
0: too. Yes. Um Now I won't say that I use asparagus too much, but yeah, I've never
1: used it. But he he uses it for medicinal purposes. That's that's what he uses it for. He okay. doesn't eat asparagus, but he'll buy it just to use it for medicinal purposes, or he will encapsulate it. He'll grind it up real fine and encapsulate it.
0: Oh, that's pretty nice. Yeah. That's really nice. But yeah, um, damn near everything green um, that you can think of, mm-hmm. I was on it. It was in a drink and I would drink those maybe sometimes twice a day, once, twice a day, mm-hmm. um, get it in real good, give me mm-hmm. plenty of water. And you know, it was, uh, great even if you r- do it just a shot,
1: you know, people like. Well, I
0: would do wheatgrass shots, honey. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's yeah, bad. it
0: was pretty good. Really good for um a whole variety of uh benefits. Mm-hmm. All kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. But let's get off into this topic. Let's do it, y'all. Oh, Has meatsu destroyed the credibility of women?
1: That is a very, very, very good question. Um, I I think that's a good question to pose. It, I had to ponder on that one because um, I am seeing a rise in allegations. I mm-hmm. am also seeing, though, a rise in men not accepting the allegations. So men kind of being like, you know, kind of, wait a minute, hold on, let me back up. Did you see the red table talk?
0: I did not see it, but I did hear, um I heard about what she was talking about. And okay. he was basically saying that she was um, forced to have sex within her marriage.
1: Yeah. uh, Well, when we say she, that was Jada's mom was, yeah. Jada's mom uh, came out and said, (laughs) see, and this is what I don't like. She said it was a gray area. I don't like, 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 I'm, I'm pretty black and white. So I like to be able to define things. And when you say a gray area that does leave it, like people are going to speculate and say, Oh, well, was it really assault? You know, like, so I don't like that. Like throwing that out there because I think, even um amber rose was on there too and she talked about a gray area but yeah jada's mom was saying that she had non-consensual sex but she said it was with her husband and it was kind of a gray area is what she said
0: oh god um shout out to edward bailey um he made a very very good point let me see if i can find the comment he said, the original target of Me Too was the lecherous Black pastors, preachers, and Black deacons in the Black church, which I think that is an absolute, positively, um, definitely, definitely, definitely true statement. Um, I think that is something that needs to be dived into as well. But I do want to talk about these false-ass allegations. I want to talk about these gray areas. I do and, too, and
1: I'm going to tell you, I I, mean, this is me personally, and maybe other people feel differently. I didn't feel comfortable about, like with her. And I don't know if Jada's dad is, is deceased or if he's living, but I felt the conversation that was being had like in front of Willow, especially if you're saying it's a gray area, if he is alive, that is probably going to impact her relationship or how she looks at him. So saying it's a gray area and what does that mean? And not to say that you can't be married and you cannot, not, not um, give consent. I understand that. But when they say gray area, I'm thinking, okay, does that mean you kind of sleep and he come in and he waking you and stuff gets to happen girl and, that's know, not,
0: not. you don't be like yes I'll, you know when it happens do you girl. ask for
1: permission with the man you sleeping with like are you saying babe can we like no you take it upon yourself and get to touching and all that stuff
0: it it really makes um, it really makes all of this stuff really really crazy because a man imagine you trying to wake your man up for a surprise surprise we'll call a surprise mm-hmm. and you for some go to, surprise, yeah, honey, for some surprise <laughs> 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 he'd he be like, "I ain't want it, I really didn't want it, so you won <laughs> <re-team> me <laughs> what we
1: was talking about that? yes, like, yeah, what if he like, no. Nah, you know that I ain't consent to that." <laughs> like- <laughs> No, and this <laughs> isn't a last I mean, no I'm surprise. Saying, you're making light of like the gray area. And like, we want to have the discussion because how do you like what's the, you know, what does that mean? That gray area that, that throws me off because that could mean anything.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think like, okay, this is a gray area too. Um, let's say you start to commit the act
3: uh-huh. and
0: in the middle of it, the woman decides she doesn't want to anymore. She's like, nah, um, stop, stop, stop. And the guy keeps going. And well, that's actually considered the R word. Well,
1: some states, some states, it's a Southern state. Is it North Carolina? So, one state recently um, put it on the books that that's not rape. That if you consented in the beginning that you can't stop halfway through and consider it rape. Like, it was a southern state, it was very controversial a few months ago. I'm gonna look that up while we're talking, but yeah, one state in particular, um, was actually made up made legislation that says that that's not considered rape.
0: Um, you know what? <laughs> because it gets to be ridiculous. Um, okay, so there was this clip on, um, I want to say it was ABC News after the movement had went viral. There was this woman who came forward with an accusation. Um, and, and I want to say it was a newscaster, sportscaster. Um, it was somebody against uh, I want to say LeVar Ball. Uh, what's his dad's name? The daddy of LeVar Ball or him. I don't know who's who. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to ask my son because he was talking about LeVar Ball or Lorenzo Ball, one of them. Yeah. What's LeVar Ball's dad's name? Levar. Oh, so LeVar Ball is the daddy? Yeah. Okay, thanks. I don't know why he looked like he got an attitude when I asked him that. Okay, shoot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry about it. <laughs> Thank you, honey. Um, shout out to Jessica X for the super sticker. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you,
1: Jessica. Wait, what were you saying about the news? I mean, the newscast. So okay. I wanted to hear that.
0: OK, so the lady gets on. Um, and I want to say it was LeVar Ball. Don't make me lie. I don't I don't know. I don't know. OK. And Fantastic came in and he said it was Learn Ball and Christine Lahey. I guess. La Ball and Christine LaHay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she they were talking and I can't remember the exact clip. Let me let me pull it up, child, because now I want to I want to play the clip. I'm scared to play the clip. I'm I'm actually scared to play the clip because I want the damn thing to get flat down. Right. But she basically was trying to say that he made like an advance toward her and i don't really consider it in advance i've also um seen women come forward and say that men did something but they didn't actually do anything to harm the woman like if a man is flirting with you that's right. not me too if a man uh whistles at your ass in the street that's not mm-hmm. me too if you wear provocative clothes and somebody says hey sexy
1: that's not me too it's cat calling so cat calling it's not not and and then
0: then this is the shit that confuses me Mm -hmm. when you have women who will wear the sexiest of clothing and then say don't say anything to me don't look at me i didn't wear this for attention i wore this for myself i wore this to feel beautiful right it's like well
1: I, I, and I understand what you're saying. I do want to say, like, I don't think catcalling is not sexual assault. I do think that, like, the more liberal we become, the more the more we are being expected to not behave in our human nature. What I mean by mm-hmm. that is that if you have if you're revealing your body, just like if a man has on gray sweats, it's nine times out of ten, someone's gonna look. You know what I mean? But you know, you um, want to be offended by someone looking when you're giving them a show. So mm-hmm. I kind of like, yeah, I, I do feel some type of way about that. I think. Um, I wanted to touch on something that you just said. So I was watching a show and I think it was like an Asian guy and he was like a boxer or something. And when he, he was boxing and like afterwards the the ring girl came in and I think like he hugged her or something. And she, uh, you know, was, she, was said that he assaulted her. So when I think about like news, I mean, sportscasters, I think a woman should be able to be a sportscaster, but at the same time, there were some women that was saying that men shouldn't be allowed to walk around the locker room uh, exposed because they wanted to the freedom to be able to go into the locker room to interview men after their games and stuff. And I just think stuff like that is nonsensical way outside until the men come outside. If you want to interview him, how are you going to be offended that he's getting cleaned up after and you you're invading his privacy by walking into the locker room. Some of it oh, is just silly to me.
0: Uh, shout out to BAP. She says, I think Me Too needed to happen for both men and women. There are a lot of male and female predators slash victims, and they need to be held mm. accountable. Um, BAP, you are absolutely, absolutely positively correct. I don't think... I think males have been held more accountable than females, but we'll dive off into that too. But thank you so much for the super chat Mm -hmm. and shout out to my baby daddy. He said, I would not be surprised if the gray area is when she really wasn't feeling it, but she knew dude was more likely to ride over to the mistress spot if she didn't. And she wanted to keep him at home. (laughs) Hmm.
1: So now see, I think Curlin brings up a good point. When I hear gray area, what I think about is this is what I imagined. Like y'all had a you all had a disagreement and you're upset and he comes to bed and he wants some and you ain't feeling it. So you just kind of like let him do his thing and you lay there. My question is would have been like, did you ever say no, stop? I don't want like did you verbalize that you were not interested in, you know, partaking in, you know, uh sex with your husband like what, what makes it a great area you just wasn't feeling it he didn't ask for your permission I don't think couples people that are married typically ask for permission before they engage in sexual acts with each other you know you just start warming up revving up the engine like that's that's <laughs> what I, I don't know Child. That's my take. You know Dr.
0: Kirk. Um, yeah. I don't know, I don't know <laughs>
1: nothing about it, but from what I've heard,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I just it's so much that like so there've been a, quite a few um bad accusations or false accusations that have gone on. But now the messed up part about it there are a lot of them that are true um i googled the stats of um of uh false allegations uh i want to say i did this last night and i want to say they said it was under five percent that were false and what
1: what did they use to to determine like how do you, there are some false allegations that you may not know are false. Like how do they determine the percentage of cases that are false?
0: Um, I think it, it was the ones they, uh, they found in, um, like proof, evidence that it, okay. yeah, like lack of evidence and stuff like that. But, I got you. um, the, it was, yeah, I, it's so it's supposedly between two and, um, 10% that are false. And 10% is a high number to me for it to be false. Then you have uh, women. So what I've noticed too, girl gets with guy, guy deals with woman, with, deals with her. They get into a bad, you know, they end a relationship. She wants some money. She comes out with these allegations of abuse and this, that, and the third. But when shit was good.
1: Mm-hmm nothing yeah that's a good point
0: um I, and it brought me back to Mich- michelle a and um dr Dre. do you remember that story did you ever uh watch yeah the... that he
1: physically abused her no i never watched it but i I heard the story years and years ago
0: yeah and so then you know um you wonder so you get to a point where you're broke whatever whatever and then you start to sue the man you you say oh, okay I'm gonna sue him because, because what? And then it's like, um, yeah, what it was a girl, it was an Instagram model, um, Miss Decordon, yeah, you remember her,
1: Decordon, yeah, I know who she is,
0: yeah, she ended up, um, accusing a guy of abuse and stuff, but she was trying to take stuff from his house and and whatever, whatever. And yeah. it makes it so hard to believe a woman when she said she's been abused. And so then if you start off with what the Me Too movement turned into, because, you know, the original purpose was to expo- expose clergymen and, you know, deacons and pastors of the church. But what where did Me that come
1: from? Because, you know, Tarana Burke started it and she said she was starting it because black women didn't have a voice as it relates to them being sexually assaulted. And yeah, she
0: was sexually assaulted. Yeah, and I think I want to say you know that started from the church, um when it originally started about okay. exposing those people. So then when when white media got a hold to it, it became something different and they went a after trying against black men. Well, I would say black and white men because white men yeah,
1: caught but it, but who's right? White men yep. are, but not to the degree. And they aren't being punished in the in the ways in which black men are. Like, look at Harvey Weinstein. Come on, like, and look at like even mm. if we go a little further and look at all that um, Epstein has exposed. Their punishments, yeah. like, they it's almost being swept under the rug. Like Kevin Spacey and all the yeah, it's coming yes. out that they have um, been involved, but where you know their punishments are almost non-existent.
0: You know what's interesting? What I found even more interesting? It's statutes of limitations against everybody but white men, just about. Mm. I think, uh, well, I'm saying that the statutes of lim- limitations don't apply to white oh, men.
1: Okay. You know, um,
0: like well, you're they, apply, that they, yeah, they apply to what? white men. They don't apply to black not, men. I got you. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. I find that very interesting because. With Bill Cosby, and I'm not going to sit here and say that Bill Cosby was or was not guilty, I was not there, but it's certain instances where women put themselves in certain situations and then Mm -hmm. say, oh my gosh, da 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 But you, if you put yourself in a situation, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to do certain things, but if you're going up to a hotel room at two, three o'clock, like you
1: know what it is. Like, I, and that's my take on it. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. not saying like what he did was absolutely deplorable, but I think like, you know, the fact that he was committing adultery, but these women, he was hanging out at the the, um, Playboy mansion and stuff. Like, they knew Mm -hmm. what it was, but nonetheless, what I don't like is the fact that. They are able to, um, they are able to nullify the law in situations where black men are involved. Because that deposition that he gave regarding Constran and him, um, you know, like the deposition where she won the civil suit and he, you know, she was able to sue. That was a sealed deposition that should have never been able to be opened like that. Was, like the fact that, you know, they are able to bend the law in order to get black men in jail, black men when they commit these crimes. Like I have a problem with that. Now I'm not I'm not with the predatory behavior. But at the same time, like I'm also not of the mindset that women are you know, don't don't have any accountability and or are like these creatures that are just, you know, stri- vi- victims and prey and don't have, have no idea of what they're getting themselves into in situations like those women who were going up to that man hotel room.
0: So this is the problem that I have with the whole thing. If you have all these stats to corroborate, um, and I'm not just talking about the movement, but you have these stats to corroborate certain issues, you know, rape allegations and stuff. And you have the stats. Um, why is it so unbelievable when it does happen? So I've noticed that when a famous man and famous men tend to get the most benefit of the doubt um, if a person is perceived to have money, they get the most benefit of, bit of. Excuse me, the most benefit of the doubt, and so women will come forward, say such and such did whatever, whatever to me. Nobody believes these women. Oh, she wants a payday. She's looking for some money. Yeah, she's just wanting to get paid, and nobody believes that it can happen unless a guy is poor. And I find that to be really, really, really disturbing. Well, let me say this: I,
1: I think that that the the culture around that is changing. Uh, me personally, I don't find it difficult to believe that men with money are predators. I think that men with money, y'all, president included, feel as hmm. though they have money so they can grab them by the, you know what. I think that they feel that women don't say no to them or shouldn't say no to them because they're used to women giving in. So I'm not of the mindset that men with money don't um, engage in predatory behavior. But I also do believe that women who are like uh, entertain these men, they're not just to say because you entertain them, you automatically want to or are accepting of sex, but they know what they're looking for. They know what the men are looking for. That does not mean, yeah, I might know what you're looking for, but that does not mean that they don't have the right to say, this ain't for me, this ain't what, you know what I mean? But it Mm -hmm. does become alarming when, and I know people that are victimized handle it differently um, and maybe because they feel like they're strength in numbers. But when you have waited 30, 40 years and one comes out and then 10 comes out and then not to say <laughs> that everybody is lying. But I do think that there are some women, some people that are just opportunists as well and see that mm-hmm. as an opportunity to, you know, benefit.
0: Um, shout out to any you or new Cause he said it's new. Um, he said, cause it's happened too much. Why settle out of court? I also think that that is a valid point. I noticed that these women don't follow through on principle. Um, I noticed that some will actually take the payday um, versus actually going through with the situation and actually prosecuting the person who did whatever, whatever to them. So that does uh, cause a strike against the credibility. Um, If you settle out of court and this person never goes to jail and this person is never convicted. That's a problem. That's okay. So that brings
1: about another point. If you settle out of court with somebody, let's say you never file a criminal complaint, but you sue them civilly and you settle out of court and, and or there's a settlement that's made. Did you receive your justice or should you still be able to pursue them criminally like you, you know, like some of the women, even in the R. Kelly situation, they were receiving paydays and have been for years. And should you be able to come back after receiving a payday after, you know, signing a, a, you know, disclosure and, you know, release, should you be able to come back and say, yeah, now I want to, you know, seek some sort of criminal
0: justice from him? To be honest with you, I think you sold your your right to that. You sold that. If you accept the payday for somebody sexually assaulting you, and you take that payday and it's not until after. Now, it would make a difference if the chick still had money and she was going after him and saying da 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 da. But it's usually when they end up broken, they need some, they need another fucking pay, excuse my language. They need another payday. And so Mm -hmm. then you need another payday. And so then you choose to go after the person again, even after you sign this, that, and the third. And so that destroys the credibility of women.
1: Right. And I think that you should be able to after, well, if you file criminal charges and, you know, you are traumatized by the incident, you know, and, or you're not, you should be able to go after their pockets at that point. But I think it's kind of, interesting that some women go after their pockets and then many 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 years later or like when the well starts to run dry mm-hmm. they then want them to be prosecuted criminally so I, you know I know people have different motivations for doing different things but I do think it's something to be said for the fact that women are believed almost now to be like crying wolf a lot of men are like I ain't buying into it like what is the reasoning behind that because there's an increase in men that are like I, ain't, I don't believe it
0: so then let me ask you, because I want to say, uh, I forget his name. Is it Sasire? Sek- I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. And I apologize. Um, he said something about drunk, uh, s- drunk sex. So guy and a girl goes out. They go to a club. They in shots. She gets drunk. She has sex with him. She wakes up. She gets to scream rape. Mm. Why is it so? Why is the sole responsibility on Jessica? The man? Brought that up too. Yeah, Jessica brought yeah. that up
1: earlier, and I wanted to touch on that.
0: Yeah. Why so, is the sole I, responsibility I on that. the man?
1: Especially if both of them are drunk. If both of y'all are drunk, and you have drunk sex. He couldn't consent either. But I think it's because the woman is typically the one being penetrated. And I'm not sure if you guys know, but rape involves being penetrated. So if a woman takes advantage of a man, let's say she holds him at gunpoint, makes him have sex with her, it would be sexual assault, not rape, because rape involves penetration. So I think that it's because even though the man is drunk, he is the one causing the penetration um but that still doesn't justify it and i don't think that that should you know i don't think that should be a thing i would push back against that we were both you know sloppy drunk you know
0: yeah but they put the responsibility solely onto the man and i think that that's that's a problem that's a problem and she'd actually have to penetrate him with something for it to be considered rape.
1: and i think then it's uh sodomy i'm pretty sure
0: yeah yeah, it would be. That's a a very, very good point that you brought up. Concrete, are you ready to open? Yeah, let's up- go ahead and open no. it up
1: because And while you're doing that, I wanted to touch on a few other things. So I don't think like we're talking about, you know, sexual assault and rape and things of that nature. But men not believing women is not just relegated to those areas. Even when we talk about
0: physical abuse,
1: look at the Tory Lanez and Meg the stallion thing. You know what I well, mean? This, is, what, well, this is what's messed
0: up. So, Megastallion Stallion came out and said that Tori shot her in her foot. Basically, you shot me. I know you shot me. You shot me in my foot. Oh, shit, i mute you right now. Okay. Um. So, then you have Tory Lane's, uh, what's uh, his security guard? Was it his security guard or his cousin? Anywho... There are bloggers reporting that Tori Lane and uh, Megan, Megan wasn't actually shot. They actually struggled over a gun. Um, it, the gun shot into the ground and she ended up saying that she was shot, but it was actually like fragments of the yeah, bullet. Yeah, it was
1: like tra- yeah, f- fragments and stuff. And I do believe that that's what it was, even if you look at, you know. Uh, I think that shrapnel or fragments or whatever you call it probably hit her ankle but at the same token so you still shooting at her foot and the fact that men are like calling it into question despite all of the evidence that's like people have actually contacted the um, the hospital and just going through all of these changes in order to you know um, verify if her story is true only still to say I don't believe her you know
0: right right um shout out to d the trucker he says shout out to c rose and sister george also known as you, the D-Math. beautiful trail you oh. ain't heard that from me <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the super chat um what's up fellas how y'all doing hey y'all
3: hey, hey how y'all doing up there
0: doing good how are you
3: oh i percolate pretty well thank you lord <laughs> <laughs> look at I what come up got, here. What you got, O'Shea? <clears throat> I'm sorry. Excuse me. Look here. Now, when you say sexual assault, and made that comment about sexual assault, look. A few years ago, I actually went and researched sexual assault, and now sexual assault is interpreted in different ways according to what, where you, from the state you're in, from the particular province you're in, even the county you're in. Sexual assault. Is determined in different ways. Sometimes sexual assault is straight up rape. Sometimes sexual assault could be sodomy. Sometimes sexual assault could be uh, 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 sitting up there, um, fondling fund- fund- someone against their um, uh, will. Sexual assault is not just straight up. It's not just straight up penetration. That's that's no, what I'm that's not what me. I said. I said rape. Rape is penetration. Yeah, but saying like that, if I'm not mistaken, somebody mentioned that sexual assault itself is not considered rape.
1: No, I, I, I said rape is penetration, So for the county that I live in, Rape, rape is penetration and if you look up like the definition of rape it involves penetration but it sexual like if there's something outside of that it would fall under sexual assault was what i was saying but my focus was on just highlighting that you know rape is uh, involves penetration
3: okay I, okay well correct them, i'll stand corrected my
1: No, but but thank you for that. You did bring up an interesting point. It's gonna vary you know, depending upon the area in which you live, but the definition of rape still stands, but sexual assault, like you said, in some counties, it may be encompassing of rape. Because I've seen people that have committed one act, the act of penetration, but were charged with rape and sexual assault.
3: Yeah, and now that's another interesting point you brought up too. Look, and I always thought about that too. When people are out drinking, and they end up having sex. I can't understand how it is that the man get charged with rape because they're saying the woman cannot consent. But hey, if both of y'all been drinking, it is what it is. Unless, uh, unless to me, it had to be a very strong evidence that says he actually knew that, that, that he actually knew, she said no. It would have to be some very strong, strong evidence. Cause see, I've not look. I had a woman sit there and tell us that it was this guy that was drunk, and she said she did all kinds of stuff with him while he was drunk, and she said that to him. And I'm thinking, damn, she raped this dude. Wow, you know. That's
1: interesting. Um, and I do think that women, I think that men can be um, to uh, Shui Celeste's point. She says, where's the Me Too for men being catfished and tricked out of their money online by women who could, wouldn't even get a second look, um, who they wouldn't even give a second look at in real life? Hashtag Men Too. I like <laughs> April that, 1st. April 1st. Thank what? you, Shuey Celeste. Shoei? When she said that, it made me think, like, sometimes men are, like, conned out of their money, and I think, like, out of sex, because sometimes when a man sees a woman, and let's say she has on a ton of makeup and weave the wig, and without all of that, you know, she looks completely different, and the guy wouldn't necessarily go for her. Like, was he bamboozled out of sex, you know? Was he... Um, which, you know, he went willingly and he should be able to tell that she has on makeup, but there is some deceit involved in that, is yeah. what I wanted to say. All
3: hey, right, let me throw this one more thing and I'm going to go ahead and get off. Check this out. Now That's a very interesting thing y'all just said, because about an hour ago, I was on my, over on that Facebook and it sit there and said, so so the post said they caught these two women that were sitting up drugging men and robbing them. And they one woman.
0: Did. Oh. say what now? I was speaking about Cardi B. Um, she also said that she used to drug men and bring trainees in the room, and you know, then all of a sudden the guys uh then committed an act that he would have never committed had he been uh uh coherent or sober or whatever. Okay.
3: Exactly, but I'm like I just read this article and read all the way through the charges. One woman had done that to over at least over 10 men, and it was the other woman got in and she have done it to four guys. They actually got together and look, it was so bad that the FBI got on it and start and start telling telling these women, and they actually caught them in the act of doing it. Surely did. But all right, look.
1: Wow, that's it. interesting. Thank oh. thank you for um sharing that. O'Shea, I haven't heard of that, but I'm gonna look it up because this seems real interesting.
3: Oh, look, I would drop the link in there. Please do, please do. All right, look here. I appreciate y'all for having me up here. I'm gonna get on off here. Thank, thank you for joining us. You so O'Shea.
1: Much, O'Shea. Oh yeah, brother.
4: Mm-hmm. okay hey sisters what's going on hey 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 yeah just so here sitting here in a, you know my little zoom class so they 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 don't even need me so that's why I'm here but um yeah i've i just been noticing that it's up to their the the, the 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 word you have to take the woman's word and you and it seemed like it was it was very abusive, I guess, in certain uh, places where you had to take down a black man of power or celebrity status. And they were using, you know, the white dudes as a smokescreen, like they throw the name out there, but they were hardly prosecuted. But when it came to the brothers, you know, they were taken in based on someone else's word. You know, that's always been my issue. I know, um, and then anything that comes from the top, or whatever, is always suspect. How they hijacked uh, that sister's, uh, I don't, you know, calls or what have you. But then you see how she gets down these days. You know, it mm-hmm. just, <laughs> it just, and then then you got the sisters that really have have uh, problems and have uh, cases like this. Like when you start peeling the layers. It it kind of takes the spotlight off the sisters that really need some assistance and then puts it more on the on the women that just trying to abuse.
5: Mm-hmm. Is
1: it because of the gray assistants? areas?
4: I think it's just the um it's the part to where um you know what they say attention is the 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 the, the most the biggest currency right now. So the more you can get the attention and the best way that you can sell it that's how you can determine whether or not you have a case, you know? And so, so if you have someone in that industry that's backing you up, then basically you are pretty much going to get what you want. And then it's up to the people. Cause this whole, I think, I'm not sure. Let me ask you the everyone on the panel. Do you think me too would be a big, a big movement back in the like seventies and eighties?
0: Um, I think it probably wouldn't have been as big because of how laws were. Um, I think it was like the ushering in of like big feminism, um, which kind of started it. Um, because at one point when women were relegated to their, to being, uh, at home, um, that, that did make a, a big difference. And then when you bring women into the workplace, um, you bring women into certain areas, I think that's what caused a lot of it too. Um, now I'm not saying that everybody was innocent. Definitely not saying that, but I, I do think I don't think the movement would have been as big back then. I don't.
2: Hmm.
4: Yeah. So that was it. I'm I'm not long winded. I'm just throwing that out there. So I I'll stick around and until Thank my you. turn comes back around.
1: Um. Okay. I, and regarding the question, I kind of agree with Danny. I think that. Um things were that I think that we were just moving out of like the traditional um, ideologies that people held and the traditional values that people held in that uh, era. I do think that feminism was starting to get bigger during that time, but I still don't think that it would have had the impact that it's had today. I don't think that it would have had the popularity and that it would have grown like it has, um, you know, in it, uh, in the recent years that it's been um, a movement.
4: And don't forget, we I mean, I hope somebody brings up Bill Cosby. Yeah, we talked about a, him a little bit. Okay. That's very uh, significant in this.
0: Yes. Yes.
4: You know, six, 60 victims, but at the same time, it's coming from the industry, entertainment industry mixed that's with law, law enforcement. That's kind of. Mm-hmm it's kind of big. I mean, it's like, you know, on one hand, you know, this dude is a predator, but on the other hand, you got the industry trying to catch a big fish. So which side do you choose? You know, what, which way do you go?
1: Well, that's the thing. It's like, if you don't back and support women, you're looked at as a pick me, as a bad person, as 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 you know, um, supporting predatory behavior, despite the fact that there's not enough evidence for you to, you know, um, be swayed or, you know, like it's kind of like this whole expectation, believe all women. I always mm. push back on that because that means that all men are li- like anytime we're making an allegation against a man, the assumption is that the man is the liar. If you're going to automatically believe all women, I think that is a dangerous message and notion to push. It's absolutely insane to me.
4: I wonder where we got that from.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> we're living right in this country, too.
1: Right, right.
4: <laughs> but, uh, you Gina, know, I'll, I'll yield. I'll yield to every you know who else wants to go next.
0: Um, GA boy, what's going on, huh?
4: Hey, how y'all
6: ladies doing? Can you guys hear me?
0: Yeah, he yes, yes.
6: Yeah. What's going on, everybody on the panel? Yeah, I wanted to jump on this because this was a good topic. And uh I was hearing people and I kept hearing the word double standards and things of that sort, and I just want to address it from that point of view. I actually, I, have, I, I hold an upper management position in corporate America. And a lot of these me too situations, you're talking about things that happen a lot of the times in the workplace when someone reports something that somebody's done. And, you know, a lot of times the man loses his job. But I will say from my experience and the job I've been doing for 11 years is there's not a double standard. It's just that men doesn't men do not report these situations. The way women do. Mm -hmm. And let me give you a perfect example of that. Like I've I've actually I've probably had for the 10 years I've been working at my company. I probably had give or take 15 of these cases come across my desk and they all were women. And a lot of times it'd be small, minute things. But see, what I'm realizing is the difference is when it comes to women. And it's unfortunate, but it's the truth. As a man, I can't. I may get away with something that the next man may not or vice versa, because a lot of times, you know, these men, do, they don't say nothing crazy. It's just that, you know, they're just they are attracted to this lady and she's just not attracted back. And, you know, they're like mm-hmm. right, we had we laid a guy off not long ago, a little bit before the covid. And to be honest, man, it was nothing but he was attracted to her. He was trying to court her, but she wasn't interested. Now, to be fair, she kind of let him know that she wasn't interested, but he did what most men did. He really wanted, he kept pursuing her. He never was disrespectful, though, but he really, his last straw was you know, he came, he one day she was at work and he told, Oh, man, you, your hair looks nice today. You look amazing in that dress. Those are his exact words. Your hair look nice today. You look amazing in that dress. And she reported it because she had already. She we had already talked. I had talked to him and told him, hey, man, leave her alone. Don't say nothing to her. And he broke the rules. So they had to let him go. So he lost his livelihood because he told her she looks nice in a dress wow. and her hair looks beautiful. So, you know, when you hear stories like yeah. that. You do. You do turn your nose up at me, too. Like, what the fucking like It's so it's sad. Now, on the flip side, though, from a man's point of view, men saying it's a double standard. Me, fellas, we're not reporting it because perfect example. I've been sexually harassed but I never reported it. I mean, I'm gonna tell you a quick story. And really, that's all I wanted to say that, you know, it's not a double standard. Us as men, we just don't report it. But perfect example at my job, you know, I was training this lady who she's been with the company a long time. She came over to my department and I was giving her a quick little training. So I'm at the computer screen and I'm showing her what's going on. I'm standing up, but she's sitting in a seat. And at my job, I have to dress casual. So I wear slacks and a tie and all that to work every day. So you know, like I heard you say something about the gray sweatpants. You know that also applies to when you're wearing slacks. You know what I'm saying? When you're wearing slacks, you know, oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, women can kind of see your jump. So
0: let me throw I'm sitting there away. showing her
6: what I'm. I'm showing her what's going on, and then all of a sudden she said, "Can I touch it?" And I'm like, "What? What are you talking about?" And oh, I look wow. at her, and, and I'm kind of tall, and I look at her. Her eyes is right at my jump, and I'm like, "Wow." wow. And, you know, I just giggled and laughed. I was like, girl, you're crazy. But see, the difference is a woman would have reported me if that was me in that seat. Mm -hmm. The difference is a man, we take it as flatter or even worse. A lot of time when a woman makes a sexual advance at a man, even if she's not that attractive, the men a lot of times will go ahead and take that up and they will fuck. They don't want to admit it, but they're not going to report it. They're probably going to fuck her. You're right. And that's just the, that's just the reality of it. So when I when I feel when I hear the word double standards when it comes to this, because it's not true, because if a man comes to my office, if he starts the process and he reports that he's been sexually harassed, I do the same thing I would do if it was a woman that reported it. And every company is like that. If you report it, we have to act on it. So I think we need to stop as me and saying it's a double standard. No, just report it, motherfucker. If you feel like somebody did something sexual to you that made a pass at you that you're not comfortable with, report uh- it. I don't think men just don't report
1: men don't look at that as like masculine thing. Like as a man, I can handle this. You know, even if it's someone that you're just not interested in, like I think that men just don't look at that, like going to tell that someone is, you know, flirting with you or trying to give you some action as a masculine thing. But I do. And I agree.
6: No. And listen, I agree with you 100 percent. But those same men, need not. they don't need to be saying it's a double standard because that's not true. That's all I'm saying. It's not a double standard. Even in Hollywood, if those guys go to an exec and report that it's a woman on the set sexually harassing me, they will start a process and get Mm -hmm. the ball rolling. You have to because you have to protect yourself from lawsuits. And so it doesn't matter matter if it's a man or a woman, whoever reports it. And I also heard this guy says they got to believe the woman's word. No, Mr. Art, if you come to my office and tell me this, this happened, I have to believe your word, too. You have the same power. It's just men doesn't men don't report it. That's all I no, really want. Well, well, right.
4: but, but did you do you? I mean, is it when they do report it? I would ask you this, and maybe you can only speak from where you're at. I'm not sure, but just overall in general, do you think that when the men report it, they have just as much as credibility as a woman reporting it?
6: Uh Especially I mean, in court. It depends on. I mean, as far as word of mouth, I'm gonna be honest, man. We really don't. We really don't just. Jump the gun and fire men or women off word of mouth. A lot of times, like with the last situation we had, you know, a lot of offices now we use the Microsoft these these little chats, these little chat message boxes we mm-hmm. have in offices. So a lot of times people get caught up in that. You know, they be messaging each other, you know, mm. at work in the little chat boxes, and that's what happened in my last situation. But to answer your question, Mister Art, we're going to address both situations the same. The process is the same. The and thing the,
1: the, is, you're a black male, so I think that you are probably going to try be more understanding. I think that if if it's a black woman, if it's a white woman, if it's even a white man, that they don't see especially black men as prey. So because yeah, it sound like he's speaking on paper yeah, to to side with a woman because black men are have all, you know, the media portrays black men in a certain light. So seeing them as a victim and necessarily taking their word over the word of a woman, I can see where there may be some, you know, um, I can see where they may be more likely to believe the woman
0: so then this is another problem that i see i noticed that attractive men can get away with saying whatever to a woman he can say all kinds of stuff to a woman and the woman won't say anything if she's attracted to the man if the woman's not attracted to the man it's a huge problem and i mean the man could be married he could have all kinds of shit going on he flirts with her if he's attractive they don't say anything, they giggle, they laugh it off, mm-hmm. they say whatever. Yo, oh, he's so funny, and they go on about their business. What then do you guys think it, about it's that? An ugly oh, man ahead, or Somebody that they don't consider, yeah, but I wanted to know what the fellas thought about that.
1: Let's start with brother ARC since he hasn't had a chance to jump in. Hey, ARC, we haven't seen you in a minute. What are yeah, your thoughts?
2: This, this is it's been this is one of my longest times away from you guys. I know. But mm-hmm. I, I got a notification, and I, as soon as I saw Me Too, I said, Oh shoot. Because <laughs> uh on my channel, before I went on my what I would call my hiatus, um, like probably three of my last six or seven videos that I did in August were either directly or indirectly related to me too. And um, man, this could have been another see, I could have gave y'all another one-on-one, like 75-minute, 90-minute interview, because I got so much to say on this, but I'm (laughs) I'm trying not to be long-winded, but I ain't gonna make too many problems. Give us your thoughts. Here's the thing. First of all, Me Too movement is something that, there's some things I have nothing but agreement for. And then there's other things I have nothing but, you know, frowning on. Me too brings out a lot of ambivalent feelings for me. There's a lot of aspects of it that I'm actually in agreement with and I like. But there's a lot of things about the execution of it that I don't like. Uh, Well, first off, I want to follow up on something um, Georgia Boy said. Which is true. Because there was a few years ago, there was this infamous case where this guy, white guy, um, was he worked at a health and fitness club. He was like a handsome surfer type looking white dude. And he came forward with a sexual harassment charge, which was rare for a man to do. But he said his female colleagues used to regularly just be grabbing his butt, grabbing his dick, just grabbing all on his body. And um, and at first he said, you know, he would give him a pass, kind of let it go. But he said it happened so frequently that he, he literally got irritated because, one, he was in a relationship. I don't think he was married, but he was in a relationship. And he said he told gave these women warnings like, y'all can't just be just grabbing on my – my genital area, and my butt, like on a regular basis, and it was interesting. And this is one of the reasons why a lot of guys don't come forward. What George Boy was alluding to, because he said first he was telling his male friends, they all criticized him. They was like, "Man, you should be enjoying that. You should be enjoying women grabbing on your ass and grabbing on your dick. You, you a wimp if if you complaining about this." Then he said what made it even worse when he went to. His higher ups at his health and fitness club, which were, I think, two of the three were men, they criticized him. It was basically like, come on, dude. What are you, gay? Are you a homosexual? And he was like, so if I was a woman, would you be asking me that? And it ended up making like national news Wow! because he said he, he was just really angry, frustrated, and hurt. That when he came forward, they might start calling him either uh, the F word for homosexual or they start calling him, um, you know, just basically chastising him and and suggesting that he should have been enjoying that female attention instead of complaining about it. And his attitude was why? He was like, that's sexist. He was like, how come y'all don't like I actually got into it. A little bit. Um, on Facebook, I got this kind of long running story on my face line. It started off where I posted this story about this teacher who had sex with one of her high school students. And then it was a bunch of stories coming out like that, like like dozens of them. And I noticed a lot of the guys were coming in my timeline and saying, Oh man, man, I hope my son and you know gets that type of thing where he gets his dick sucked by his teacher and gets the fuck his teacher. And I was like, I bet you any money if that was your daughter, you wouldn't be saying that. And they was like, well, of course not. I don't, shoot, I'd be ready to kill a dude. Exactly. An older teacher, male teacher, if he had sex with, I said, how come you don't feel the same way about your son then? I was like, that's a double standard like a motherfucker. I was like, I don't want no 35-year-old teacher, because now that I do have a son, at the time I didn't have a son, but now I do. I don't want no 30-year-old teacher fucking fondling my son and he's in, in eighth grade i go up there and go off on that bitch. i will be like, get your hands off my fucking son.
4: But Brother G.A. said it was no double standard.
2: Well, no, there is the way people react. Well, yeah, that is true. Because G.A. boy was saying there, there isn't one. Well, but, he, but he did make the point. He said a lot of guys don't have the courage to come forward. And that's what I was following up on is that because of what that guy experienced at that health club, I would say that's true. A lot of guys, based on the reaction he said he got from both male friends, acquaintances, male higher-ups at his company, he said basically nobody took his allegations serious. And he said that was very, very disturbing uh, to him. So anyway, now, one reason I end up talking about Me Too so much is because that thing is, both you two ladies know I, I have a lot of haters and harsh critics of my Mo1 approach. Mm. And I have three versions of my Mo1 approach. And one of them is called Mo1 Hardcore, where I'm mm-hmm. real explicit with women. Like I said, a bunch of X rated, triple <laughs> X rated stuff to them in the first three, four, five minutes of my conversation. And certain rival dating coach and other assorted haters will say, yeah, don't use Alan Ray Curry's ball one approach because you, you'll you get me too, and you'll end up in jail. You'll get me too, and you'll end up in jail. Let me make it clear for the million times. You can't go to jail for telling a woman you want to fuck her. Period. Well, I say in this country. I ain't going to speak for all countries. United States, you cannot go to jail for telling a woman you want to fuck her, even if you say it in an explicit manner. You ain't going to jail for that shit. Now, can you get fired from a job? Yes, you can. But my counter argument to that is, why, why are you trying to fuck your coworker or business colleague anyway? Mm.
1: Why? Well, isn't that where, both, where most um, relationships start? Not having sex, you know, not coming to or saying you want to have sex, but there's a high percentage of, relationships and marriages that start in the workplace that's typically we spend more hour wake of our waking hours at work than we do at home so um well, God, it, well concrete
2: you know see i used to like you concrete but now you know what you're Uh-oh. doing unintentionally <laughs> what am i doing you're giving one of the counter arguments of a lot of my haters and critics. because when i'm i did a video was it? I can't remember, 2018 and 2019. I think it was early 2019. I did a video simply called Quit Trying to Get Laid Where You Get Paid. And at least one third of the guys who watched that video, that was their response with some variation of what you just said. It was like, "Yeah, AIC, man, with all due respect, man, like in the 21st century, man, <laughs> we spent so much hours at work. That's what most of us hook up with. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> my girlfriends, fuck buddies, and even future spouses, man. So for, for, for you to to say we should, my simple thing, hey, if you're hard-headed, I say go ahead and be an adult and make an adult decision. But I'm saying the risk, you, you, you got to always evaluate any of your choices and decisions in very simplistic terms by the risk versus the reward. The risk versus the reward. And to me, in a work situation, unless the exception would be and I think you guys touched on this briefly if you work if you work for company XYZ and you got a co-worker named Linda and she's made it very obvious that she's attracted to you I mean like she's always gushing over you always batting her eyelashes at you as some Conventional PUA's would call that choosing signals. She's giving you blatant choosing signals. Then I would probably go ahead and say, go for it. But I'm talking about when you're talking about trying to hook up with a woman that's a business colleague or a coworker. And she's not giving you that type of blatant interest. At at, at best, she seems indifferent towards you. That's a risk. Because here's what I tell my clients. Number one, let's say you do hook up with Linda and y'all fuck casually uh, 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 and y'all working together. At some point, that shit's going to end. And you know what that's going to lead to? That's going to lead to in-work drama. Oh, yeah, true. In-work drama. Once a couple starts starts having sex and at that Short-term relationship ends, but they still mm-hmm. working together. It almost inevitably leads to drama. Well, let me good ask morning. you
4: this then. Let me ask you this, and I wish G.A. Boy was back here. And this kind of goes to what Sister Concrete was uh, alluding to. You do have a lot of ambitious women trying to land that boss because he's a good man, and he goes to church, and and I just, you know, all that kind of thing. They want to always get with the boss you know, for some reason, you know, they these dudes ha- happen to marry the secretaries or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Would you say that this climate right now was sh- sh- pretty much shut down all of those possibilities?
2: I wouldn't say it shut down all of those possibilities, but see, that, that, that's a good question. Because see, that brings up why I said right. I have ambivalent feelings towards me too. Because here, here's the problem, and I've particularly since I worked in the entertainment industry before, I'll mainly emphasize the entertainment industry. It's like you got two sides of the same coin. You got some situations where you had, say, studio executives that you had, let's say, a really good looking woman. Let's make her married. Let's say you got a woman named Tanya, good looking, sexy, but married. And she's working for Paramount Studios, making 70 grand a year, which she probably wouldn't be making in another industry and she just wants to do her job do it well and hopefully get promoted and keep making money and then you got this middle-aged older white studio executive there who says tanya if you want to keep this job you got to suck my dick every monday and she says excuse me sir he says you heard me and if y'all think I'm embellishing it again, I, I work for almost every studio, either as a regular job or long-term temp assignment. I know all the stories in the entertainment industry. This shit's real. That's how the shit went down in the entertainment industry. Executives will be like, hey, if you want to keep this job, wow. you got to take care of me. Wow. And a woman be like, well, I'm married. And dude be like, I don't give a fuck. That ain't my problem. If you want to keep yeah. this job, because there's a number of women who want your job. If you want to keep this job, you need to suck my dick every Monday, some weeks, Monday and Thursday. And then I'll make sure you keep this job and you might even get promoted. Now, the woman could choose to quit right then and there and say, oh, this is disgusting. But she might realistically realize her only other option is to go work at Target as the afternoon manager, she for should have had should have been recording them and sued. So, this is one of the reasons that provoked Me Too, because you have women like this fictional Tanya I just described who start coming out after the original woman who you know started it, because I don't think she worked in the entertainment industry, but the main women who start adopting that Me Too philosophy and Me Too hashtag were predominantly women who worked in the entertainment industry, media, and to slightly less extent, just big corporations, period, that were like, oh, I've been there. I've been there. I've had that type of boss. Then they would put hashtag me too. So I think for women like the Tanyans, me too is a good thing to have their situations exposed. Now on the flip side, related to your question, Art, there's a lot of women realistically who pursue jobs in media and entertainment and even a few other industries where they basically know that their beauty has value. Their sex appeal has value. So they go into an audition looking at the male casting director, like, Hey, if you give me this role in this movie, you can get this pussy. And You know, they're willing to exchange their sexual companionship for career opportunities. But what has happened, and this kind of sort of, uh, if some of the stories I've heard from people in the know are to be believed, this involves Bill Cosby. What a lot of guys would slickly do is say, hey, yeah, if you give me some pussy, I'll give you the a movie. And the woman gives him pussy. And then after he gets, gets the pussy, he says, oh, you know what? I don't really have that decision-making power. And then uh, she files me two charges against him. And exactly, then- bitch. she's like, "What? You said you was gonna give me a role in the movie, and I gave you... He like, "No, nah, no. Nah, you know, I thought I had that. To- I don't really have the power to cast you in this movie." All of a sudden, wow. she says, "Oh, I, I've been sexually violated. I've you been really women got to be
1: smarter. You got to get it recorded.
0: No, now, you boy- got to get your money off top, child." Um.
4: Uh, Going back to Tanya though, if you can. Okay. I'm sorry, go ahead. No,
2: but, no. Oh. Yeah.
4: <laughs> what about Tanya? The Tanya Yeah, the the time what if she did took up took the the boss up on an offer and, and probably was indulging for like six months to a year then finally just she just said, Hey, I can't do this anymore. Does she have a legitimate Me Too case?
2: I would lead towards saying no. Now see, yes. I know a woman. What?
1: Yes, she would. It, 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 yes, she would have a me too case, and it would be pre- quid, like quid pro quo. Like he, he. Uh, yes, uh, she would have a case. Her do something for something. She would have a case, even if she did it for some period of time, but it was under duress and under the pressure. Or guys that I wanted to keep my job.
2: Well, I would, I would oh, say, amazing. if she had the option to come forward at the time and chose not to, that's the main reason I'm saying leaning towards she shouldn't have a case because see and that's the problem is that there's nothing keeping women from coming forth now on a quick side note I told a story on my channel and somebody else's live stream I used to have casual sex with a woman that lost her marriage because of that situation it was a sister and I know brothers who ain't heard the story Go hate this story it was a sister I used to mess around in the Chicago area she was married to a black man. She was black. She was married to a black man, and she worked. I'm not gonna say the company because it's too well known, but let's say she worked for a Fortune 100. Really, they a Fortune 50 company. ain't one of the top 50 corporations in the country. She was just a lowly secretary, and her white boss, using that same tiny example, basically came to her like, "Hey, you do you are you?" She she said he asked her, "Are you ambitious?" And she said, "Well, yeah." He said, no, are you really ambitious? She said, yeah. He said, well, I'm a rising star in this corporation, and I'm willing to take you up with me if you take care of me, if you get my meaning. And she was like, I think I know what you're meaning, but could you be Basically, he went on to tell her, like, yeah, uh, you, you take me. care of my sexual needs. I will take care of you. She was reluctant because, again, she was married, but she went ahead and went with it. So this guy, her white ball, start fucking her over a number of years and where things went wrong, they were at the company's Christmas party. This dude, I got to get nothing else. I get points for boldness. He asked her to slow dance when she was at the Christmas party with her husband. And at first she said she resisted. He said, no, you slow dance with me. She said, okay. So he starts slow dancing with her. The husband already looking, you know, making frown faces. Then he says, I'm going to go to a room. I want you to act like you're going to the bathroom. Meet me in that room in about five to ten minutes. She she goes ahead and does it. Long yeah, story short, a he... Result. Oh, shut up. Samsung, whatever. Um, He fucks her in this room, mm-hmm. fucking her doggy style. And her husband walks in the room. Catches his wife getting banged by her white boss, he files for divorce. The good news is, for wow. him, probably to this day, he receives alimony. So, if all guys who think alimony is just something that men pay to women wrong, he she was paying this guy because she was making good money. Time I was messing around with, she making like two hundred fifty grand a year. She started out making like thirty grand a year, and time I was messing around with, she making like two hundred fifty grand a year. So I take
7: it the husband don't make that much as her. Oh, he right? he was
2: unemployed at the time they get
7: divorced. Oh, so it probably put, plays in his favor. See, yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and, and so he 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 got a healthy monthly alimony support, and um, it was interesting. The whole story was interesting. That I, I and I just had to ask. I said, why did you choose to fuck your white boss? She said I wanted that money. She said I wanted, mm-hmm. I wanted the job promotions. She said, I love my husband, but she said, I want what is this? ARC, watch my last show. I don't get it. What does that mean? Don't worry about it. It's nothing. Um, she wanted that money. And uh she said the temptation to get promoted, and and you and you see it didn't work out for her again. She told when she started out working for this Fortune 50 company, she was just like an exec, what's called an executive assistant. She was making somewhere between 30 to 40 grand. When I was messing around with her, which was in uh, around 2001, she was making about 250 grand. She for was years. one of the highest ranking people in that corporation. She and she slept uh, her way to the top. She, yeah, she slept her way to the top. But that's, that's how it's it always There's been. A lot ladies. of women are willing to do that.
7: But that's how it's always been, ladies. You had to sleep, you had to know somebody, you had to get on your knees to get that money, that paper. And if your boy doesn't make more than you, obviously she wears the pants in the relationship. So the guys like, oh, it goes, goes wrong. Always but but it too. art art art. Money like, isn't everything. Well, it will if he if she get married. That's why a lot of women nowadays that make money, they're not gonna risk getting married to any dude now, unless it's equally yoke. Okay, okay? Every time they find they fuck up. They're going to pay out. And you know, a lot of women don't want to pay out to the man. They always say, oh, it's not so fair. Why well, I got to give this man armor? You should work. Get a job, but I said, well, you say equal rights and justice.
2: But, but see, here's the flip side. Now I have to bring up somebody I actually, know, personally went to college with. Mm-hmm. Tavis Smiley. Um, we know each other very well. Oh, and wow. uh, Give us an
0: interview with him. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. uh, he 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 willing to interview nobody right now. <laughs> yeah, interview anybody right line? now, man. Yeah, and That's he uh he got fired from PBS.
2: And yeah, because he was yeah. he, you could say he was in the reverse scenario in the same way you got some women who are willing to sleep to the top. Tavis, based on the women who, who brought accusations against him, he was basically making presenting the opportunity. To women, to basically sleep their way to the top, and these and these women turned on him though, and that's what caused this whole wow. PBS falling out. Is when it first came to light because him and PBS fall out because some word got to PBS that he was having sex with women that worked for his company, which I've met at least probably two thirds of them because I visited his office a couple times when I would go to LA, and um. And PBS was basically like, No, nah, we can't be sponsoring a show with a guy who's rumored to be sleeping. Same thing happened with I don't know if you've with Charlie Rose. Same thing happened with Charlie Rose. Yeah,
3: yeah. And, who
2: would uh, ever and guess love that love about Tabitha Smiley? Tavis
1: seems I so know. Upstanding.
2: You said what about Tabitha? <laughs>
1: Tabitha was asking for that thing and just, yeah, who would ever guess that about him?
2: Why why you say it like that? I don't get it. you try trying to suggest
0: you
2: know, no, clean
0: cut preacher boy image. Yes. Like um, he had like he would never ask a woman to bust it open. <laughs> you know I would never see that.
7: that's why that's why a lot of people get fooled. Looks are deceiving. Well,
2: this is where I had the advantage of knowing him from college. I knew him from Indiana university. And I could tell you, even at any university, he used to go to church almost every Sunday. But he's still at our cowboy parties. He was still, you know, handling his business with the women. Wow. Matter of fact, well, I was gonna say something that I wouldn't, wouldn't remember. <laughs> but uh yeah, Davis, trust me, he he knew how to get busy when when he needed to. And that was part of what drove him to want to be. As with most men, the reality is I've talked about this a number of times on my channel. Most men who are very ambitious. Part of their motivation, and one author talks about that, among others, is the guy, Napoleon Hill, who wrote uh, Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. Those guys who are really driven, at least part of their motivation is a strong desire to either increase the number of sex partners and or improve the quality of their sex partners. And I know from working in the entertainment industry and living in LA and I would say I would even include Tavis in that category. I was one of the things that drove Tavis. Tavis wanted to be really successful so he could share the company of more finer, sexier women.
4: I never thought of that. I never thought
2: of that. I'll tell you some celebrities who admitted that. Like uh, Don Cheadle is one celebrity who admitted that in an interview. He said over half the reason I wanted to be a successful, rich and famous actor was so I could attract higher quality women. Um, Bruce Willis admitted that in an interview before. Mickey Rourke. Some of y'all he probably too old for y'all to remember Mickey Rourke. Yeah, but, uh, it's uh, half weeks. He admitted that before an interview. George Clooney. I always bring him up on some of my videos. George Clooney admitted he said. In a Playboy really? interview, when I talked about the subject of rejection, being afraid of rejection, which is what I deal with with a lot of my clients, I always bring up George Clooney because there was a Playboy interview where George Clooney admitted, he said, he said, man, I hate being rejected by women, like passionately hated. He said, no man should have to put his ego on the line to have it just bruised and brutalized by women. And he said, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to make it in the entertainment industry. Cause I knew if I became a rich, famous actor, women would have to come to me. They would have to make the first, which is not hundred percent true. Hmm. Um, there's some guys who are, who are famous actors that still be making the first move on women. But anyway, going back to Clooney though, that's what he said. He said, I wanted to be in a position where I didn't have to make the first move. That women would see me know who I am and they would initiate the interactions with me. Um, but anyway, I was making a point that, Yeah, a lot of guys, particularly in the area of media and entertainment, that's that's probably no less than 40 to 50 percent of their motivation for why they want to be so successful, is is so that they can improve the caliber, caliber as well as the quantity of women. Now, somebody just brought up Morgan Freeman, and then I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna shut up and pass the mic. Here's where I think Me Too goes too far. Again, there's some valid elements of Me Too that I'm in agreement with. But what I think goes too far is one incident would be like the Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman was known for years as being a lighthearted flirt. Like if he did what's called the press junket where he's you know promoting a new movie, and say it was a female interviewing him for some particular website or newspaper, magazine, whatever, he would make flirtatious comments to them if he found mm-hmm. him attractive. And most women generally didn't have a problem with it. But one woman did. She went public with it, said she had a problem with it. Then all of a sudden, women who had never had a problem with him before came out to woodwork saying, well, actually, five mm-hmm. years ago, I didn't like when he told me I had a nice butt and that I was well endowed, and I think it was inappropriate. anybody just jumped on him and tried to demonize the the great Morgan Freeman. I was like, okay, this is some bullshit. Yeah. This is I straight up that. bullshit. You know, it ain't like he grabbed no woman's tits. It ain't like he gr- lift a woman's skirt and start finger fucking her. I mean, he just. Oh, some of it
1: was like comments that could be they could be like some of the the or someone who said that and his comments could have been interpreted in in a multitude of ways but she was saying that he was flirting with her and she felt uncomfortable and just kind of I was like I I wouldn't have even assumed that he was flirting I mean he's probably like your
2: grandfather's age it, it was bullshit oh one more thing before I turn on Mike. I don't know how many of y'all watch Saturday Night Live. I'm a, I'm a fan of Saturday Night Live, even though sometimes it's hit or miss. But to your point, before I got on the mics, one of you two ladies, I can't remember which one, was talking about how, making a point that if a guy is handsome, he can get away with certain things, and if he's not. Probably the best Saturday Night Live skit related to that. If anybody saw it in the chat room, Tom Brady was the guest host on Saturday Night Live. You can YouTube. They had this skit that's still relevant to this day with discussions like this where, uh, God, what's the actor on that? Fred Armisen, I think it was. Fred Armisen. He was just kind of this nerdy looking guy working at this company. And he just goes up to his coworker played by that blonde chick. I can't remember her name right now. But he just simply said like, hey, Cindy, uh, would you like to have lunch sometime? <laughs> And she was like, what did you say? I'm getting ready to call human resources and report you. And he was like, hey, I just finished <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, no, I'm going to call human resources and you're going to be fired. So he walks away. <laughs> and Tom Brady comes. <laughs> and he's got on none but his tighty-whities. He's in his draws. Mm-hmm. And he goes up to the same woman and starts squeezing <laughs> on her tits. And he's like, hey, you know, yeah, we need to get together. And she's like, oh Tom, you're so bad. You're so bad. Mm-hmm. And he's because <laughs> Chris Rock had cracked a joke related to that 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 skit. I remember around the time when Anita Hill, because that's when sexual harassment first came in the forefront. If Clarence Thomas remember, Anita Hill. When Anita Hill came forward against Clarence Thomas. Mm-hmm. I remember Chris Rock said, he said he, he did a joke, and I'll be slightly paraphrased, but basically he was like. Come on, ladies, let's be real. He was like, if Anita Hill's boss was Denzel Washington, we would know no such thing as sexual harassment. She would have been like, oh, Denzel, you're so crazy. You're so crazy. But yeah, you can go ahead and get this. You can go ahead and get this. But because that was Clarence Thomas, and let's be real, look at Clarence Thomas. She said, that's sexual harassment sexual harassment. He said, no, nah, if that was Denzel Washington, she wouldn't been been saying nothing about no sexual harassment. She would have gave him some, and they would have had a great working relationship. And it was one of those things you laughed at, but then you said, damn, there, there's at least some degree of truth to that. So, anyway, with that, I'll pass the mic. Um, Thank let's you.
1: Let's
0: see Edward Bailey up in here. We haven't heard from you yet. Edward, what do you have going on? What you think?
4: He probably went to go make a sandwich and come back.
0: <laughs> Clearly. Mike is unmuted? Um, Chaos, what I you think about the sounds...
1: topic?
7: I think that, um, when th- regards to men and women, nothing's really equal and, and this society is more cared to women now for the last half a century now. And that's all designed, you know, to keep people, I guess disunify more chaotic, the so way other governments could implement and do things under the rug or in the public and people not can do nothing about it because you know you make the men very weak effeminate and you make the women more masculine it's all for the purpose of control you know look at all these cases with on the me too's and even what ARC said about the um I guess the woman sit there, um, took the offer and suck her boss's dick. Um, yeah, she can get compensated for that if she wanted to. Um, it's easier now because of a black woman make it possible for the last two years. So there's still hope for women that give in. But like I said, you know, if you're a person that is trying to climb that corporate ladder, that's what you're going to have to do as a woman. You're not going to escape that. I never heard of any woman and corporate that had to do nothing of that loot behavior, get to the top. Because the That's top is per, do- is per as do- predominantly meant. You That's might not- so not true, but this is this this is the, the law and order of this land.
5: If you so want to make you it really a top- don't
0: think okay, so you saying, and 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 I don't I'm not gonna say that you're wrong for saying this, mm-hmm. but you're basically saying that no matter how much education and hard work a woman does. She's still not going to be seen as equal to a man in her line of work, um, mm-hmm. even though she's done the work, unless she uh does something sexual. Oh, yeah, well, does- yeah, that's, uh, now,
4: that's, if that's what he's saying, Do you want? Do, do
1: you, I, you want me to give I that, agree that they won't be? I agree that they won't be viewed as equal. But most women who say that they've gotten to the top, they've had to um, do the work of two employees. They like they have to work a lot harder. But I don't know about like them having to get on their knees in order to get to the top. I do think that they won't be viewed as the equal, and that they won't get there without a lot of hard work. And you know that they're um, tr- that they're. Um, skills aren't necessarily recognized as readily as that of their male counterparts.
4: yeah that's, that's yep. some validity of what he said though. Um,
7: now no art let me let me say this come kind of a lot of women are gotta get pushed back and that's natural I understand but you gotta understand how the fucking world works. the world is built by men and the men that run these corporations are not us. So if you're a woman, let's say a sister in the corporate ladder, you go out to do what's necessary to compete against the non-black women to get that corporate ladder. And there's too much stories, too much cases that's been revealed already. Not only me to, but we've been hearing about for some time now. This is the, the nature of the game. Either you accept it or not. Now, the ways that women can get around this, might say you go out to create your own corporation. But working under offices of somebody else's house that they built, you must follow their motherfucking rules. And they say, you got to get on yourself this dick to get this promotion and get up top. You're going to have to decide yeah. yes or no.
1: You know what? I, I think that <laughs> nowadays... Executives are even scared to make those propositions because of the the, the climate that we're in. I think that, yeah, maybe 20 years ago, maybe even 10 years ago, but in today's time, they know that they're running the risk of losing everything. And if it's their company, their their company being bankrupt. Yes, absolutely. I don't think that in this day and time, you'll find that happening as. As you know, prevalent as it once happened.
2: Well, speaking of, uh, <laughs> on, on uh, um, I, I'm not going to be responding to what you just said, but since you brought up day and time before I got on the mic, I heard Art ask you guys about something to the effect of what me to be effective, you know, say decades ago. Well, see, that's part of the problem is that, like, I've talked about this multiple times on my channel. See, like, you take date rate. See, like, when I was in college, which was in the, the early, mid-80s, you could get a woman drunk and then fuck her. That was considered unethical by many people, but it went illegal. Sad to say, some of my own frat brothers used to do that all the time, as well as most of the guys on the campus, white or black, used to... Like, I remember one time I had this conversation with this white frat guy. My frat gave a co-party, co-hosted a party, with this white frat quick story and it, this white guy from the white fraternity he saw me basically talking stuff in this woman's ear and he's kind of drunk son he said hey can i ask you a question and i said yeah what's up he said man why you got your mouth all in that woman's ear like that like what are you talking about i said oh you know i'm i'm in you could say seduction mode he started laughing he said seduction mode huh he said, so you you basically trying to talk your way into getting in her pants. And I said, yeah, that, that's basically what I do. And he just started laughing. And I said, why do you find that funny? He said, man, that just sounds like too much work. And then I started laughing. I said, too much work. I said, so let me ask you, what, what's your number one mode? How, how do you go about getting women in bed? He said, I do what probably 95% of the guys on this campus do. I get a woman sloppy drunk, and then I just take off her clothes and I fuck her. And I was like, oh, dude, that's that's, that's unethical, man. He said, no, it's not. And we got into this little argument. I was like, yes, it is. I said, dude, I would never want to fuck a woman that's sloppy drunk. He said, well, then you're a rarity. He said, I'm telling you, 95% of the guys on this campus do what I do. He said, why do you think you have frat parties? The whole reason we have beer at frat parties, because all the white frat parties, they would always have these big kegs, what's called kegs of mm-hmm. beer. And he said that's the, I, he said that's the whole reason why we have kegs of beer. We invite women to our parties, get them sloppy drunk. Well, see, things change mainly because uh predominantly one woman who I've actually collaborated with, you can go her name, Katie Costner woman in Katie Cause I first interviewed her when I had my blog talk radio show. She's considered the nation's top date rape prevention activist and she was, she's been noted as the first woman to come forward from a college campus. I think it was in either 1989 or 1990. Oh, before I tell her story, let me tell you one thing that happened that relates to her story. When I was still in college, I remember I had this friend, he was on the campus police. And we were talking about just different stuff. I forget how we got on the subject. But he said, hey, man, Alan, I got to tell you, he said, man, if the parents of these students knew how many rape accusations we get per month, man, I, you would, man, they'd, they'd almost have to close down. I was like, what? What are you talking about? Is that bad? He said, dude, I'm talking about like hundreds per month. Wow. But he said it never comes out. I said, well, if you get that many per month, how come it's not coming out? Now, this, mind you, was probably like around 1984. He said, because my superiors don't acknowledge them as true rape. I said, well, why not? He said, because when they interview the women, the women will say, well, we knew the guy. And they don't consider that rape. That's not rape. But the women consider it rape. But in the eyes of most of my superiors in the police department, They don't consider rape if you knew the guy, which was true. And then when it started to change was around Katie Costner again. She made the cover of Time Magazine because she got raped by a guy who she knew before and had a few social interactions with. And that's what basically what they initially told her. They said, no, you can't say this is rape because you knew the guy. She said, no, this is a queen's rape. She said, I don't care if I knew the guy before he came to my room. He raped me. I did not give him consent. Wow. So, he raped me. And that's when the terms started becoming popular. Date rape. All oh, that's the same. Again, wow. question about. See, before. There's a lot of stuff that in the 60s and 70s that you could get away with. And this also involves Bill Cosby again. Because, like Bill Cosby, he had women coming out that he dealt with in the 60s and 70s saying, yeah, he gave me drugs. Well, that shit wasn't illegal back then. Right. I had frat brothers that used to get women high with weed and stuff and then fuck them. That wasn't yeah. illegal back right then. But see, you do that shit today, you that's illegal today. If you're gonna you get know what? drunk and then fuck her, you are risking going to prison. Right. But you know what the
1: other thing is, what you brought up that I can only imagine if it's a woman's husband. You couldn't go to the police and say, my husband raped me. You know, it's your husband. So, and we started off talking about how Jada Pinkett's mom was saying that she had non-consensual sex with Jada's dad, who was her husband at the time, but she said it was a gray area, whatever that means. Um, But Alan, you, like what you're saying is extremely insightful because it's allowing me to see it from the other side. And I'm one of those people who always try to see the good in people. So I'm like, well, I, you know, so hearing it from, you know, your perspective and talking about like basically that there was like they there was intention behind their acts of, you know, getting these big kegs of beer and that there was they actually knew what they were doing and that was their intent. It's, it's disgusting, but it's, it's, it's kind of saddening and it's like a dose of reality for me. Um, but I will shut up. We are actually going to start the process to wrap up. So I wanted to just give um, Edward Bailey a chance to speak and then we'll give everybody um, one to three minutes to say their closing commentary. Um, Edward, is your mic working? Edward? OK, he might still be having some issues. Um, Art, did you want to go first? Sure.
2: Can um, you repeat the question? Oh, Art, I, you said, I thought you said, Arc Because oh. X calls me Arc. Concrete <laughs> <laughs> um, Rose. Um, can you repeat it
7: briefly? This is I, I, didn't
1: have, I didn't have a specific question. I was just commenting
5: Hey, on, can you hear me now?
1: Uh, yeah, we can, yeah, hear, we you can now, hear you now, Edward. So we'll let you go. Chaos, I didn't have a question. I was just commenting on what ARC was saying.
5: Okay, go, go ahead, ahead Edward. I see. Can you hear me, I see? Can Edward? I, hey, Edward, can you, hear you me? go
1: first. Yes, Edward, you go first.
5: Well, uh, i just like to say um, about my experiences as a uh, bouncer. Uh, a few years ago, back in uh, 2004 to 2007, there have been a lot of uh, ladies that uh, have like a drunken stupor, especially the weekend. And as a cooler, I had the one that bounced there under me. And one of my friends if the lady is drunk, don't try to holler at her, don't try to take her home, because you might end up in a moment where you're accused of inappropriateness that you might not be able to get out of. Because there was a case in uh, Mississippi about this young Black man that approached this young white lady. And she was drunk. And she let him uh, cop a fear. And then the next day, he was accused of uh, rape, even though he didn't do it. So as a rule of mine, if any lady tries to approach me and she's like full of drunk and stupor, I end that right there and show that I'm not interested. And you know, uh, it's just that uh, we just got to be aware and have uh, a certain uh, higher level of body language, be able to read body language, men and women, when we deal with these situations. And the thing about it, the thing about Susan Burke, the founder of Me Too, she has compiled Toronto a very Burke. big stack of reports about, you know, uh, young black girls being molested and exploited by the black courage and the black deacons in the black church. And that was actually what the Me Too was actually targeting about in its origins. Because that has been a, a decades long, uh, you know, bad habitual pattern of the black clergy and the black deacons abusing their position along with the clergy in the catholic church Mm. and that was the original target of the me too movement by surgery susan burke
0: so do you think that it's destroyed the credibility of women
5: well it depends on which women you deal with i mean are you talking about the women that are seeking uh to be in the corporate driver's seat Or the mogul power seat? Are you talking about women that have been actually abused and uh, molested and raped?
0: I'm saying overall destroyed the credibility of women because once upon a time, women could come forward, say that something happened to them. Mostly everybody believed them. It was not a lot of room for doubt. Now when you, um, if a woman comes forward She literally has to have all kinds of evidence, damn near video, um, blood from her first child. She has to have everything to prove her case. And so I think that the credibility of women have been destroyed, but I'm trying to get down to like, what are the root causes of that? And we thought about Me Too and we wanted to know, did Me Too cause uh, for men to um, doubt women when they say they've been sexually assaulted?
5: Well, I, I just say it on like uh two bases. I think me too has really scared the uh victimizers, but I also think for a blessing, me too has made made uh mode one shout ARC more viable in this yep. dating and sexual market atmosphere. Yep. And because of me too, it has proven that mode one is is one of the most Realistic and effective dating strategies out there because I experienced it me being in the field myself in Arkansas. And every time I use that mode one, and I agree with Max in the limits the mode one is supposed to protect the man from any type of non-system foolishness that he can't get out of in the future. And you yeah, know, oh, uh, good, yeah, go ahead, ARC.
2: No, I was just going to say, I'm glad you said that, because if, if I would have said it first, it would come across, of course, as self-serving. But as you are familiar with, it would probably, uh, Rolo Tomasi, the author of The Rational Mail. Yeah, I out that a, book. He did a podcast earlier this year, which I did a follow-up podcast to, a uh, uh, pre-recorded video, where he said on his podcast that he was talking about today's state of feminism and he incorporated the me too movement and long story short, one of the things he said was he said moving forward over the next 15, 20, 25 years, he said of all the approaches that I'm familiar with, he said probably the best approach for men to adopt is Alan Roger Curry's Mo one approach not so much for the sake of it's the most effective way to get laid, but it's the most effective way to protect yourself against invalid accusations. For when, And who also said that was the woman I mentioned earlier in this live stream, Katie Costner, who again is considered the nation's top date rate prevention. When I interviewed her on Blog Talk Radio, she gave a, a, a enthusiastic endorsement moment. She said, Alan, she said, I don't know if there's any guaranteed way to prevent a woman from giving a false invalid date rape accusation but she said the closest thing to it is your more one approach and because if you notice if you look at me too most of like this is why I hate when, when guys say you know more one." to lead to you getting me too you more, name five guys who've gotten uh, who've been the targets of me too allegation accusations that were more one I'll wait it's I'll actually wait. zero is, is pretty much zero. Almost all the guys, pretty much all the guys who've been accused of, of some type of men Too-related accusation allegation is guys who fall in one of these categories. It's guys at, from maximum to minimum. At maximum, guys who have raped or date-raped women. Right underneath that is guys who have physically groped women and or exposed their genitalia to women. Like a good junior. Yeah, Cuba Gooden Jr., that's what happened with Charlie Rose, who I mentioned earlier. He was walking around with a robe and exposing his penis to, to the women who worked for him. Then right underneath groping and exposing your genitalia is guys that I mentioned, like guys who were offering, who, who were saying to women, if you have sex with me, I'll give you an employment opportunity or I'll give you a promotion. Like one quick note on that, in that category, I don't know how many of you familiar with Leslie Moonves. Uh, He used to be the chairman of CBS programming. He was considered one of the most wealthiest and powerful men in the television industry. And he lost all that because he got this woman a a job on a show. I remember that
5: story, bro. I remember that.
2: He got her the job on (laughs) the show. He didn't even ask her to say, he just literally put his hand on her head and just start lowering her head down on his neck. And she came out and his story came out in, I think, The New Yorker, and yes. he lost like, some like $150 million on that. I'm like, ain't no blowjob. Yeah. $150 That's million. True. And then the final category would simply be guys who are using misleading and manipulative tactics to get women in bed. But I haven't heard, like of, one
5: the
2: I haven't heard of one case where a guy was just straight up mall one and just went to a woman and said, hey, I'm going to have sex with you. You down or you not down, and he just got vilified by some kind of Me Too allegation. I haven't heard of one case like that.
5: Right. I mean, it's <laughs> all about your tone and your structure of your yeah. uh, of speaking.
2: Uh, yeah. So That's you ladies, why, use that commentary as my my final. That'll be my final. Uh, Thank commentary.
1: you, Arc. We appreciate you, and that is a good point. I think being direct and using mo- the mode yeah. one yeah. approach. Will certainly prevent, you know, uh, can be used as the way to try to prevent that from happening. Um, thank you. So um, then we'll have Art. If you can give us your final comments, please, on the topic.
4: Okay. Can you guys hear me? Yeah,
1: we uh-huh. can I hear
5: you.
4: Okay. I just feel bad for the younger generation, you know, because it kind of this stuff kind of interferes with the natural natural interaction with human beings. And um, it's just a tough road, so I don't know. That's that's how I can probably end on it. I just feel bad for the younger generation. Thank you, R-
1: and, th- and, and thank you,
4: and thank you for having me up here too, by the way, too. Appreciate, we appreciate it.
1: Appreciate you. Thank you for coming up. Um, that was definitely a good point. I I certainly feel for them as well. Um, I think chaos. You are last. What are your final comments on the topic, bro?
7: okay i say to ladies um be good to yourself um don't do it you know if you're gonna try jump that corporate lad, don't 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 just walk away like everything else and if you do jump that leap of faith to get the money please protect yourself you know record everything you know if you're gonna do the bad thing so that way at the end when it doesn't go right just me to them it's here is there you are protected do you understand me good
5: thank you (laughs) brother
6: thank Thank you
1: chaos Um, yeah, so let me first just say, oh my gosh, I have so much to say. Okay, let me hurry up. Okay, first off, um, definitely dope conversation. I appreciate each of you for coming up and partaking in the conversation with us. Definitely some good, some different perspectives. Um, I had not thought about the perspective that ARC was bringing in at all, just basically Um, And it makes me aware that there is a need for some sort of movement to be in place um, because there are people with bad intentions and there are these instances where these cases get looked over. I think that now we have tougher laws and, you know, even if you know someone, even if it's your husband, um, there's not a law or any kind of regulations or regulatory legislation preventing you or questioning the authenticity because of the relationship that a person had of of your allegation because of the relationship that a person has to you in the same respect i still am a firm believer that we are we meaning women we're our first line of defense so we're the first Mm -hmm. order of protection by you know ensuring that we're not allowing ourselves to be in these compromising situations because men people can be predatory so what i mean by that is like going to parties and getting sloppy drunk and knowing that there's nobody there that's sober that has your back like yeah you should be able to go out and enjoy yourself but you have to protect yourself first and nothing is worth going out and getting into a situation where you're violated in that way not the 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 fact that oh well i have the right to do this and that you absolutely have that right. But why would you want to put yourself in a compromising situation? Because the trauma that, you know, you deal with as a result of you being victimized like that is something that you may not ever get over. So... Um, that's all I really have as it relates to the topic. Like I said, dope conversation. I kind of like getting, getting this out of the way early, talking to y'all, chopping it up with y'all. I know most of you guys are at work, but I liked doing the show earlier today. Um, thank you to everybody who pulled up, everybody in the chat, everybody who super chatted us. We appreciate y'all. We have something dope coming up for Sunday. It's our anniversary show. Listen, y'all do not want to miss this. We Amen something- to that. Fun stuff planned. I'll say that, and one last thing. So I know that there was a crazy allegation. We made another list um, this week, or yeah, this the, within this last week, we made another list. Honey. And one of one of the things that was said about us making this list was that we, you know, came into this space kind of pandering, calling our children bastards and calling ourselves baby mamas. You ain't never heard me say no foolishness like that. Like that story um, is one that's being. Um, one that's being switched around to make it seem as though we're coming in this space just doing anything to pander to the men even up into and including talking bad about ourselves and our children that's one thing I don't play with I don't talk negative about my kids you can't pull up a tape where I have so like that is absolutely nonsense but y'all keep creating the list and keep putting us on on it Um, I think that it is funny and it's entertaining
0: uh, to say the least and that's all I got um,
5: Amen
0: okay. to that. Amen. Concrete. Um, shout out to everybody that came through and pulled up to us with on our noon. That was pretty dope. Um, I appreciate everybody for coming through. Um, shout out to the chat. Shout out to everybody who came to the panel, and shout out to everybody who super chatted us. We are so, so, so appreciative of all of that. Um, on the topic, I do agree with concrete, um, sentiments. Women, we are definitely our first line of defense. Um, a big thing is, um, keeping ourselves out of certain situations. But if you have to, if you end up in a certain situation, please be sure to protect yourself because these cases are getting harder and harder to be proved, um, to be like, well, Y'all know what I'm trying to say. It's harder and harder to prove these yeah, cases nowadays, and so take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves, and and you are definitely your own line of defense. If you get drunk, it is not the man's responsibility to micromanage your vagina. Micromanage yourself, because um, um, people are not going to look out you look out for you like you should be looking out for yourself, and um definitely follow. Follow that because people are not going to be responsible for you. Um, I, I actually had a situation where something bad could have happened to me. I was um, roofied one day at a party. a was a long time ago. I had went to my mom's house, um, went to a bar with my friends. A guy, I was at, standing at the bar waiting on a drink. I struck up a conversation with a man. Um, the man offered to buy me a drink. He passed me the drink and put something in it. Um, I was drunk off of one drinking app. Y'all know me. Y'all know. Y'all wow. know. Like one drink. I was drunk. Luckily for me, I had just ate like uh, my mom had fried some fish. And so I went over to my mom's house. We had a fish fry. But luckily for me, I had ate before I came out. So I didn't I it didn't hit me as bad. But that could have been a very, very, very bad situation. Uh, my friends uh took care of me and I was good. That but Molly. how I knew that the guy had got That's me, good. how I knew that the guy had got me, um, when I was when I was feeling really, really drunk, he was like, Are you ready to go? And I, I, mm. I got to my friends so fast because I was like, There's no way I would be drunk off of one drink, especially after a full meal. So, like I said, ladies be careful, um, men be careful. But I, I do think that uh, a lot has destroyed the credibility of women. Um, and, and it's crazy because it does not take a lot. Um, most men don't believe women when they say that they've been sexually assaulted and something has happened to them. Most don't believe us. So keep that in mind. And. And take that with you Um, as far as your lists are concerned um, I've been seeing live streams about us and things that we've said and things that we've done keep doing you boo keep doing you we appreciate the support we appreciate the views whether you like it or not we still here on that note have a great day we will see you guys back here Sunday for our 100th show and our first year anniversary enjoy shout out to arc baby maker 3000 he says thank you ladies for having me again today hashtag baby maker 3000 and shout out to concrete fun super chat everybody enjoy your day we're out Bye.